Well, this morning we finish up our August sermon series where we have looked at what it means to see God moving in the world. We first started the journey with Samuel and Eli as we opened ourselves up to even the possibility that God could be speaking into our lives if we would just open our ears to hear God's voice and open our eyes to see God moving. We then heard the words of the prophet Isaiah lived out and embodied in Jesus Christ as God declared, look, I am sending my servant to you, my servant who will bring justice and hope to all peoples. And so we said that if we want to look and see God, then we must look and see Jesus, to go to those places where, where Jesus is serving and Jesus is healing and where Jesus is loving. If you want to see God, then you must see Jesus. And then last week, we, we were reminded that Jesus says to us, look, I stand at the door knocking. And we are invited to not only open that door and bring in Jesus, our dinner guest, who comes to, to transform our lives, but then we are invited to go with him back out that open door and into the world where we can look and see God moving, where we can look and see God at work because God says, I am moving. I am moving. Leonard Sweet, who is a, a prolific author and, and modern theologian, he talks about these movements of God and he compares it a bit to a game of, of hide and seek. That so often in our lives we feel like God is the one hiding and we are charged with closing our eyes, counting to ten, and then seeking after God wherever God may be. And although it may feel like that at some times, Sweet reminds us that God is not the one hiding. No, it is more often than not us who are hiding from God. Where God says, I'm here, I'm, I'm ready for you to join with me. But we're too busy hiding away. Now, my children, they're five and three. They are big into hide-and-seek these days. And let me tell you, it can be hours of entertainment around our house. They love to, to be the ones that are, that are seeking out, to close their eyes and to count to ten, usually as fast as they can, so mommy and daddy can't actually find a hiding spot. And then they want to come and, and search us out. But they also love being the ones that are hiding. And that often proves to be some comedic relief for Chris and I because there's really just a handful of hiding places that they have. We know it's either hidden underneath the small little trampoline we have in the playroom, closed off in the pantry that has quite a squeaky door, mind you, or draped behind the dining room curtains with their little toes sticking out and their little giggles moving the curtain. 
Well, Chris and I will play the game with them and pretend to look in other places. But we will find them because we know where they are. The, the biggest risk they take is just how long it takes for us to find them. Right? They know that they'll never actually be forgotten and left to hide forever. And so the same could be said for us in our hide and seek with God. We may not even be trying to hide from God, right? It may just be that things are going so great in our life that we are just oblivious to God moving around us. It may be that that we've made certain decisions in our life. We've done certain things or said other things that we feel are against the will of God, and so we, we hide those away, wanting to keep them secret from God. Or maybe it feels like life has dealt us such a rotten hand that there's no way God could be looking for us. God isn't out to help us or heal us or love us, and so I might as well just hide away here and take care of myself. But no matter the reason we hide, God is still there seeking us out. And just like with my children, God knows those places where we hide. There are comfort zones, our, our escape zones. In our healthier times, maybe it's the gym where we try to sweat out some of these problems. In our less healthy moments, we may be hiding in the bottom of a bottle, trying to drink away our problems. Or closing ourselves off in the pantry and burying our problems with everything we could possibly find to eat. And other times we hide in in unhealthy or abusive relationships, or we we hide in our work, or we hide in raising our children, or we hide in, in building up our egos or our images. God knows where we are. And I think maybe whether we recognize it or not, we hide in those places knowing that we will eventually be found. That God will seek us out. And God will say, won't you come out of hiding? Because I am here for you. There's no place you could go that I haven't been. There's no place you can go that I won't be. God says, come out of hiding and look at this world that I have made. Look at this world that I love. Stop trying to escape it and come be a part of it. Because this world, although it feels like sometimes we want to hide away from its ugliness and its darkness, my light is still shining there. And with each passing day, my light is growing bright. That is my intention for it. That's the trajectory God has sent us on. Not towards hiding, but towards being found. 
Not towards darkness, but towards light. Not towards brokenness, but God seeks to restore. Not towards fallenness, but God seeks to redeem. And God seeks to renew. God says, won't you look and see what I am doing in this world, that all hope is not lost, but I continue to move. Look and see what I am doing. And to really see and know what it is that God is doing, we this morning are going to return to the book of Revelation. We did it last week, we're doing it this week. I told you, it's one of my favorites. And so we're going now to the book of Revelation to chapter 21 to see what God is doing in our world. You'll see it up on the screens as we read together. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the former heaven and the former earth had passed away and the sea was no more. I saw the holy city, new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God made ready as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud voice from the throne say, Look, God's dwelling is here with humankind. He will dwell with them, and they will be his peoples. God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. There will be no mourning, crying, or pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Then the one seated on the throne said, Look, I'm making all things new. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. And so this chapter right here, chapter 21, it is really the climax of the story. It is where everything comes into place. So spoiler alert right here. This is where we see God's master plan. This is where we learn the end of the story that God is bringing heaven on earth. That God is making all things new. That God is saying this place where you live, I want to live there too. This place that you call home, I will call it home. Look, won't you, how I am bringing myself to you. How I am reaching out to you. There's no need to hide. There's no need to run. There's no need to escape this world because I am restoring this world. I'm not going to obliterate this world. I'm going to redeem this world. Where you live, I will live also. Now, for those of you who um, may be 80s music fans, do we have any fans of 80s music in the crowd? I, okay, good. I see a few hands, right? This is not going to be a new thing for you, right? You've heard this message from Revelation before, from the great theologian Belinda Carlisle. Yeah, you know her, right? Ooh, baby, do we know what that's worth? Ooh, heaven is 
the place on earth they say in heaven love comes first we'll make heaven a place on earth come on everybody Ooh, heaven is a place on earth yeah okay i saw a few people rocking it thank you right yes heaven is a place on earth Right? That is what Revelation is saying right here. I don't know if Belinda knew that she was quoting straight from Scripture. But it is, right? This is the reality that God is speaking to us, that God is bringing heaven on earth. Heaven isn't just some future hope for us that we will achieve once we die. And neither is heaven some far-off paradise in the clouds that God is calling us up to be with God. No, God is saying, I am bringing heaven to earth. I am coming to you. That's how much I love you. That I am coming to you. Don't you look and see it? Won't you open your eyes to all those ways that I am with you now? That you don't have to hide away from it. Heaven is coming to earth, to redeem our fallenness, to re restore our brokenness, and to renew creation. We may have screwed it up way back in the garden, and we may continue to screw it up every day of our lives, but God says, no matter what, I'm coming to you. And we, not, we may not be able to experience the fullness of this in our lifetime, right? The fulfillment of heaven and earth will only come as Christ returns to us. But that doesn't mean that we can't live in a way that brings heaven to earth. Right, to say it, to say it in, a, in a different way, we, we know the beginning of the story, and now we know the end of the story. And we find ourselves somewhere in the middle. And so God calls us to tell our story in a way that points to the end. God calls us to live our story in a way that shows the world heaven is coming to earth. To live in a way that we can look and see God redeeming and God restoring and God renewing. To live in a way that those around us can see God at work. And can know what it is to glimpse, to catch a glimpse of heaven on earth. Have you caught a glimpse of heaven on earth just a bit in your life a few years ago when i was appointed to roswell united methodist we we moved to roswell and and just a few months later my sister and her husband and kids decided to move to roswell and then of course my parents because all the grandkids were in roswell guess where they moved roswell right they don't care where we live it's just where the grandkids live so they moved to Roswell, and pretty soon, my family that had been spread across the state was now all together. And my dad, 
He said, you know, I've always wanted to be like the Waltons and just have the whole family sitting on one pew at church. And he got his wish, right? That, I, oh, I mean, I wasn't sitting in the pew. I was up front. But everyone else, I could look out and see, you know, my parents, both my sisters, my brothers-in-law, my kids, my sister's kids, all on one pew together. And I think for my dad, that was a glimpse of heaven on earth. A few weeks ago, I came home from work and, you know, I had brought the kids home from, from after school and it was a beautiful day. I said, we're not going to trap ourselves inside on this afternoon. Let's go outside. And I know the guaranteed way to get the kids to play outside is to promise water balloons. So we had some water balloons in the garage. I said, guys, do you want to get your bathing suits on and, and go outside and do some water balloons? And, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Um, so we got the water balloons. And here's just a little tip. They now sell the water balloons where you fill up like 25 at a time and they knot themselves. Heaven on earth right there, okay? <laughs> just to fill that many up. So we filled up the water balloons, put them in a basket, and Ruthie Jean and Harrison just had a good old time, splashing each other and laughing and giggling. And I found myself sitting on a chair out on the back porch, my, my bare feet propped up on a chair. The dog was running laps in the backyard, so happy that we were out in her element. And I just smiled at a glimpse of heaven on earth. After our, our fifth Sunday worship and lunch back in July in this church, you have started the tradition of on a fifth Sunday, the, the whole church worships together and then has a meal. One of my clergy colleagues was asking me, you know, how's it going at the new church? And this was right after that Sunday. And I just got this big smile on my face. And I said, you know what? I saw the church being the church. We worshiped together intergenerationally with a mix of worship styles. On that day, we, we dedicated the new gathering place where, where people from our church and from our community will come together. And then we went down and we shared a meal together. We broke bread with all ages and stages, eating together and sharing stories together and laughing together. I looked at my friend and I said, I mean, I don't mean to brag, but if this is the future of the church, oh, I am all in at this place. This is it. It was a glimpse of heaven on earth. And so it comes, right? It comes with our family and with our friends. It comes in the church and out in the world. It comes with strangers and it can come even when we are alone. Where God reminds us that things are being made new and and God's dwelling is here with us. It can come in a great religious reckoning that brings us to our knees. Or it can come in a moment where we just sit back and smile and enjoy what it is that God is bringing before us. Heck, there was a replay of the Rose Bowl on last night where Georgia beat Oklahoma. 
And I think that was a glimpse of heaven on earth for me right there. And I've seen it multiple times. I know the outcome. I love it every moment. God is saying to us, don't hide away. Don't run away. Don't be afraid of what might come. Be hopeful in what will come. Because we know where we're heading. We know what God has in store for us. God is saying, look, I'm coming to be with you. Look, I am bringing heaven on earth. Look, I am making all things new. Let's jump out of those hiding places. Let's jump with both feet into the world and live in a way that provides glimpses of heaven on earth to every person we meet. So that in doing so, we become a part of God's movement, making all things new. Heaven on earth. Will you pray with me? A holy and gracious God, Lord, we confess that there are moments in our lives where we are hiding away. And whether it be because we are just oblivious to you, whether we are apathetic to your movements, whether we feel shame in our lives or or we just don't know and can't see you. We pray that we will have the strength and the courage and the wisdom to come out of our hiding places, to open our eyes and to see you as you say, look, I am here. Look, the place where you live I live also. God, we give thanks to you as you redeem us, as you restore us, as you renew us in this world. May we look and see those glimpses of heaven on earth. And may we do our part make heaven a reality for us, for our church, for our community, and for our world. Let us look and see that you are always and forever moving. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.